Lord, I say yes. I say yes, Lord. I say
and Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. We are happy to be here this evening, serving the Lord. Oh, as we are still standing, may we open our Bibles to the book of St. Luke. St. Luke chapter 2, verse 41. You have found it, we shall read. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the, in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. <laughs> Abazali bakhe baya ejerusalema iminyaka yonke nomkhosi wephasika eseneminyaka eyishumi nambili bakhuphuka njengokomthetho womkhosi sebeziqedile izinsuku ekubuyeni kwabo umntwana ujesu wasala ejerusalema abazali bakhe bengaze bathi ke babona phakathi kwabahamba nabo bahamba ibanga losuku bamfuna phakathi kwezihlobo Nabazana Babu, Bangam Toli Babuela, Jerusalema, Bemfona, Quati Enva was in Togo, as in Dato, Bemfona, Etempelini, Bamfumana, Etempelini, Ethesi, Parati, Kabafundisi, Ebezwa, Ebabuza. Shall we pray? Sizakulera. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we commit this word into your mighty hands. Father, we are in your divine presence now. We are asking for your love, for your mercy. We are asking, oh, Father God, for your presence, oh, Lord. We are asking for you, oh, Father, to take over this service, oh, Lord. Father, I'm just a mortal being. I, uh, I need your grace also, Father. Amen. You minister through me, oh, Lord, as I commit this service to your mighty hands. Start this service with us and end it with us in the precious name of thy only Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Shall we sit down? I really appreciate Pastor Madiba. He's a humble man of God. And so may the Lord continue blessing him and his ministry. I enjoy myself sitting there and listening while he's preaching. I, yeah. I'm benefiting a lot. Amen. And we are I'm growing with, together with our, the family spiritually through his ministry. Amen. Yes, and I feel really small and nervous to be standing here while he's seated in the pews and listening. Amen. So I'm asking for your prayers, Pastor that the Lord may be able to 
use me tonight amen and all of you believers i seek your prayers also amen may the good lord bless you and may he answer your prayers amen. we are going to read again from the book of revelations chapter 2 there are only two verses there. Revelation chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent. And do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove the thickened or stick out of his place, except thou repent. God bless you, saints. Tonight, Lord willing, I just want to speak on returning to where we left him. Yes, just want to speak on that, returning to where we left him. I've got a quote that I want to read straight away from, but from the beginning it was not so. I'll read from page 12, paragraph 81 to 88. Paragraph 81 to 88. Now, but you find out that is what happens. Now, there's only one real way to find him then. If she couldn't find him among the kinfolks, she went back to where she left him. That is what the church ought to do. Go back where you left him at. And there you will find him. You Methodists, Baptists and Pentecostals, and Assemblies of God, and all of you Branham Tabernacles, and so forth, go back where you left him at. Reminds me of a chaplain some time ago at the Second World War. He was telling me that he was he went to a man, a man that was machine gunned. They told him that he was dying. He had been shot through the chest with a machine gun. Many bullets and he said the man is dying. And the chaplain went in to see him. He was a captain. And he walked into the tent. He said, Captain, are you a Christian? He said, Well, I once was a Christian. He said, Then what happened? He said, I just don't remember how it started. And he looked at his chart and he seen he had just given about three to five minutes to leave. 
this captain who was short was just given three to five minutes to leave. And the good part of that time was already spent. How little do we know but a lot of our time is already spent too. And the chaplain said to the captain he said, Captain, where did you leave him at? Well, he said, I just can't remember right now. Said, you better hurry up. For you haven't got much time to go back down the road to where you left him. And said, said, ever where you left him. Then go right there and begin and you will find him. And tonight I'm saying the same to you, church of God. If somewhere somewhere along the way, you have left him, hurry up my brother, hurry up my sister, for you will not have enough time to find him. Ever where you left him, then go right there and and you will find him. And the chaplain chaplain said that he he waited with a few moments with the Bible in his hand to hear what the captain would say. And he kept thinking and thinking. The captain now kept thinking and thinking. He was searching where he left and his struggles as the blood was filling up in his lungs and after a while a great smile came on his face and the tears rolled down his cheeks he said oh I remember then the captain the chaplain said Start from there, Captain, quickly. And the, and the captain said, Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Tend his head and was gone. Where did he find him? In his high school experience? In his training of psychology and men? In his creed, in his church? No. Where had he found him? At the cradle. That is where he has left him. And that is where Jesus is waiting. Amen. That is a small quotation that I want to put as to open I mean, as a foundation I mean, of this sermon. Now, uh, in this Christian journey, it is always a good thing to start with Christ and finish with Him. Whatever we do as Christians, remember Christianity is a journey. And as we walk along this journey, we must start with Christ and make sure we touch the finishing line with Him. Do not go where Christ won't go with you. 
That is where a lot of Christians make mistakes. They compromise. And they go where Christ won't go with them. If you feel led to do anything, please make sure you do it with Christ. There is no problem in you being led to do anything. But Christ who is leading you, ask if he can't do it with you, do not compel him. Just quit it and pray again. Never take his permissive will because you will dearly pay for it. You will pay for your chosen way down the line. Whatever you do, please involve Christ. Even if it means going to the mall, don't go to the mall without him. Even if it means going to a DVD shop, don't go down there without him. For our enemy, the devil, is roaring like a lion, finding whom he may devour. He is working over time. He wants to overcome the, the, the spiritual. He wants to overtake the Christians. Start the day with Christ. Before going out to work or to school, pray with the family. Ask God to guide you and protect you along the day. And in the evening, before going to bed, gather your family and pray together for the devil doesn't sleep. The devil is watching my brother, my sister. He knows that his time is is the first spent. He works through the day. He works through the afternoon. He works through the night. His aim is to hinder you. He is not happy that you are progressing in your Christian way. Keep Christ nearer to you. Even in your dreams. As you choose what, to cl- what clothes to buy, or what clothes to put on please involve Christ do not dress the way he wouldn't dress let him choose the right shoes for you let him choose the right dress for you do not grieve the Holy Ghost by the way you dress or even the way you walk or talk or behave yourself involve him in your private life. Let not your life be private to Christ. Whatever you call your private life let Christ be in it. Now where we have read in the book of Luke when Joseph and Mary woke up in the morning that day that day they left with Christ remember it was they used to do this every year they were set dead on their calendars where they would go to Jerusalem to worship they would attend some feast there this time around they were going for a feast of, of, of Passover and when they went remember we said whatever you do in life please 
start with Christ. They started their journey with Christ. They went along the way with him. He was only 12 years old. And they were going to attend the feast of Passover. There was no problem with them going. They had the boy Christ with him. Now, at the Feast of Tabernacles, after, after the high priest offered his sacrifice, they danced, they sang, they ate. Everything that was supposed to be done was done. And every, they were all happy. They had enjoyed the feast. And as they left going back home, they started talking about what had happened. They commented over what the high priest had said. They commented over what that other brother from the other country, I mean the other nation had said, the other city had said. They were busy talking about what was happening. And as they kept themselves busy commenting, saying, uh, good and bad things about what they had seen. They had a lot to talk about and other about the high priest and other believers who had attended the Passover. They shared their own opinions about the sermon that night. They saw some faults in the deacons and the laity and everyone on their way back from Jerusalem. They even spoke about the newcomers who had attended. They didn't get enough time maybe to analyze their statements. Or maybe even to check who was there or not there. After this journey, they got weary of talking and listening. Then they discovered something was wrong. Sometimes you are busy in your own life. Sometimes you are busy with your own things. That you fail to discover that there is something, there is someone whom you have left behind. Normally we get busy. The devil makes us busy. We are so busy at work. Sometimes we are so frustrated at school. We are busy every day to day activities that is what the devil likes but as long as you have got Christ with you nothing will go bad now uh, Joseph and Mary they they realized after everyone else was quiet they tried to speak about brother so and so and the one who was listening is no longer interested in listening and they got no no new things to to amuse other people now they discovered something has gone wrong they started looking around they saw that the, the boy Jesus Christ wasn't there and they went to their kinfolks. They went to their relatives. They started looking for him. They, Jesus Christ was missing. They struggled for a day. 
For the whole day they didn't realize Christ wasn't there. But after something happened, they bought the pressure of the day. They saw something has gone wrong. That is what happens to us sometimes. After sometimes some boredom. Some frustrations. We discover there is something wrong. Maybe it is because we have been talking too much. That in what you were saying, you added some things that you were not supposed to say. Or you hid some, some truth that you were supposed to say. And in so doing, you must retrace. You must check. Something has gone wrong with me. Why is it that I'm feeling offended in what I'm saying? What is it that I've done wrong? My brother, without wasting time, you must stress your conversation. You must check what you have been saying. Maybe somewhere in that speech, you, you compromised. You said a gossip. Or you said something wrong about your pastor about your neighbor or even about your husband or wife God wasn't happy with that and he just dropped off the conversation and where you started compromising in the conversation that is where he stepped out of that conversation so you might proceed you might try to panel beats but without looking for him you never make it my brother hallelujah amen the Bible tells us that they looked for him for their, from their friends and kinfolks. And Joseph and Mary could not ignore this great absence of Christ. There's a time in your life that you feel even if you are you could be a brother for some years. You could be having a pile of spoken words in your, in your house or your library. But the devil has got no respect for that, my brother. He wants to penetrate and make you trust on your ears rather than your, your conviction. But it's better to stand with your conviction. Hallelujah. They trust they their foot. Joseph and Mary could not ignore this great absence of Christ. They retraced their footprints back to Jerusalem. And after three days, found him in the temple where they had left him. Brother and sister, maybe tonight you have realized there are many things in your lives. Sometimes we proceed as if everything is alright. But something deep within you is convicting you, is condemning you, is telling you there is something wrong. Never silence that still small voice. Say that small voice because Jesus Christ cared for you. He cared for us, my brother. That's why he said that small still voice is always guarding us. He always goes with us. Where we leave him, he stops there. They had left him in 
in Jerusalem. In the temple. They traveled for one day without him. They traveled again back without him. They didn't find him on a well somewhere. They had to walk all the way they all the way they they walked. They had to check everywhere where they had passed. Until they went back to the tabernacle. Until they went inside the temple. That is where they found him. So Jesus Christ. Maybe the day that you thought of just compromising. You could have told your boss a white lie at work. Maybe he asked you, why are you late? And you are afraid of saying the truth. And you just thought of lying to him. And when you said that small lie, that is where you left him, my friend. That is where you left him, my brother. You could have continued on. You should have told your conscience that it will be alright. But it will never be alright unless you go back where you left him and make that lie right. Then you start all over again with him. You see, he works normally. This our house are his controlling tower, control tower. If you are walking or moving with Christ in your life, he works through your conscience. He tells you that no, the dress that you want to put on sister isn't right for a Christian. Many times you have taken that dress before you put it on and you heard something telling you that it's not right. But because you have seen sister so and so from a Methodist church or, or, or another Pentecostal church putting it on then you quieten your conscience. Then you say uh, just because my husband likes it I'll just go ahead and put it on. But he is warning you in that conscience. That's why we said even if when you are going to the mall, make sure you go with him. Go somewhere in a fashion shop there. The devil knows that you don't want to put on clothes, worldly clothes. So he perverts the dressing type that you like he just puts a perversion in them so that if you silence your conscience you go on in that trace but judgment begins in the house of the Lord. God makes sure he corrects you because he loves you. God makes sure he rebukes you and maybe you haven't done it. But God knows that the way that you are heading towards there's got a trial and a temptation somewhere along the corner. And maybe tonight is just warning you so that when you are going to the shopping mall you just invite him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus Christ. He is the same yesterday. We are today and forever. He will never change. Here we see the the prophet telling, saying in this message that we have quoted. He was warning even the Branham Tabernacle believers. He knew that it's, it's not. 
Being a brother or a message believer, which qualifies you in heaven, but you must have Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You must be obedient to what he says. Hallelujah. Or when you start, brother and sister, maybe tonight you have realized that he is not there in your life. Don't waste time. Retrace your footsteps. It could be that you left him when you made the wrong choice. Maybe you chose the wrong type of friends. And in those friends, that is where the devil is coming in. So if you see that, no. The life that I'm leading today, it started when I made the wrong choice of friends. Go back there, my friend, and start it all over again. You have got a choice to change your friends. You have got a choice to change your wealth. You have got a choice for your dressing. Or when you started compromising on your dressing or makeup, you left him there. Go back quickly and start from there. He is still waiting for you. He will not leave or move until you have found him. Until you have found him again. For he wants to continue on with you. I am reminded of the story of that prodigal son. You are a son. Even in your, in your compromising state, you are still a son, my brother. Remember the prodigal son. He left his father when he made a wrong choice. He chose to go and spend his wealth. He went away and he lived anyhow. But someday, things were not moving in his life. Something had gone wrong. So he was convicted. He felt somehow wrong. He thought I must go back to my father's house. I must just go there and be a servant. But when he thought, you see, he didn't think of going to his brother's house. He thought of going back to his father's house. Because it is there where he left his father. In order for him to be connected with his father, he had to go back to his father's house. Even though he wanted to be a slave but the idea itself of returning to his father made God happy with him. His father never ceased to be his father. Even though he was leading a wrong life, a sinful life, in his backslidden state, his father continued praying for him. His father, day and night, and his mother, they would exchange prayers. His mother would just wake up in the night. Seemingly, she couldn't sleep. Something was wrong. She was yearning for his son. And he would just wake up and 
and stands and, 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 and kneels somewhere behind the bed and starts praying in the name of his son oh God my Lord remember my son wherever he is just give him a conviction just show him that he is wrong we still love him he is our son and maybe after two hours of prayer the father who was sleeping just woke up found the mother praying and then he continued to take the prayer from where the mother left it continue praying and groaning in prayer for the prodigal son oh my father God just protect my son wherever he is this night please Lord be with him and those prayers meant much my brother my father my, my, my brother my sister our heavenly father when we make the wrong choice it's not the big sins or the small sins but sin is unbelief whatever you might do you might think it's a small thing but as long as it is separating you with, separating you with God it is not small my brother. Make it right with him. Just go back to him. He's wherever he is the, the spirit of God is being grieved when we start taking the wrong way. Remember that message the prophet said stay in line. He said he saw the bride walking, marching according to the gospel of Shun and a few were beginning to go astray and the guys stay in line, stay in line and today the Holy Spirit is saying the same those small things remember it is those small foxes which spoil the vine amen be on guard of your life. The devil is not wasting time. He wants to drift you away from your faith. You might be sliding. You see, when there is an earthquake, there is a great noise. But when there is a landslide, it is so silent that even people who are in those fancy houses on the seashores, they don't hear any noise but silently the land will be sliding into the ocean or the sea so that is what the devil does he knows you know the spoken word he knows you know the bible from cover to cover and his only way of taking you away from the, the faith is to make you slide slowly without noticing it there is a behavior which is unbecoming which is sneaking in your life smoothly and quietly and peacefully it is gaining ground but you need to wake up my brother my sister just take stock of your life check where you are check where you were when you came to the faith check the, the things that you used to do no wonder why in revelations where we read he said I have got someone, something against you because you have your first love never let God have anything against you in your life my brother my sister 
matter how small it might be never let God have anything against you because that thing will hinder your progress in faith hallelujah it is never too late you can still go back so you must never say, oh, I've gone too far to retain. I was told a story of someone who was invited to a wedding. They were told to, in this, there's a condition for this wedding. You must bring along with you a red suit together with an invitation card. Now the, the wedding was far away, maybe in Messina there. It was some hundreds of kilometers by car. And this, and this man was coming from a far area. So he woke up early in the morning and he asked his wife, may you please pack my red suit? It is one of the requirements which is needed for the wedding. And somehow the wife was caught up, was busy. And she forgot to pack the suit for this man. Around 4 a.m. the brother wanted to wake up very early in the morning to catch 9 o'clock in Messina. So when she woke up the wife and said, where is my suit? The wife said, oh sorry, just give me two minutes, I'm going to pack it for you. She rushed to the wardrobe, took a maroon suit, as she washed in the, in the darkness of the, the, the morning, she confused maroon for red. She maroon suit and packed it, and put it in the bag, and she the suitcase and gave it to the husband with all trust and confidence for the wife she didn't check the suit he, he just took it and drove off around 8 o'clock half past 8 was, he was about approaching Messina the sun was up and there were 30 minutes left for the wedding to begin and he was an invited guest he so much felt he wanted to be there we so much feel we want to be in heaven my brother my sister we so much feel that we have been invited to the wedding and we so much feel that we have what is required for us to make it in that wedding day and as an invited guest he said oh let me just check let me take a break and drink some water and wash and clean my teeth and something said oh let me check my suit and as he checked the suit he saw it wasn't red it was a maroon suit but there was a, a clear specification only those in red suits and carrying an invitation card will be accepted in the in the, the, the hall. And as this man thought of how far he had come, I thought, oh my. I've spent 20 uh, years in the message. Now tonight the message just comes in and tells me my dressing is not right. Now the message just comes in and tells me my compromising spirit is not right. But for all these 20 years I've been compromising. For all these 20 years I didn't find anything wrong with telling my boss at work a white lie. 
Whenever I was found in the wrong position, I would justify myself, I would lie to him, but I would tell it a smart lie. I didn't find any conviction in that. Hallelujah. He checked his suit. It was the wrong suit. It was maroon instead of being red. Oh, and this man now, he thought, no, I'll just go. I've been a Methodist for years. I've been a Baptist for years. I haven't seen anything wrong with, with this teaching. I haven't seen anything wrong with the baptism. But today, the gospel is telling you, being baptized in the titles is wrong. You have to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have to pass through a flag to be baptized. You don't have to be spilled some water to be baptized. You have to be immersed in water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But my brother, my sister, you have traveled, you have been in that condition for a long time. And somehow you don't see anything wrong with the, the, the maroon suit. Remember, he said nothing of short of perfect love. Nothing short of perfect love shall enter there. We need that perfect love. We need a true understanding of the, 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 the message of the hour. We need to appreciate the, the, the message of the hour. Hallelujah. And this man, I'm told, he said, no, I'll just go ahead anyhow. I can't go back now. It's now too late. I'll just go and try to convince them. I'll try to convince them that maroon and red are too close together. That day, my brother, my sister, you won't be able to convince that feelings are the Holy Ghost. Outside emotions, you need the real baptism of the Holy Ghost. That is the uniform that he will be checking that day. As we shall be going in, as the saints shall be marching in, the only tag that shall be recognized is not Bible believers' tabernacle. It's not the living water's tabernacle. It's not the Methodist or the Church of God brand. But it is the brand of the Holy Ghost. That is what shall be accepted. So you must check your life. You must take stock tonight, my brother. Just take stock of your life. Is whatever you are doing in line with the Holy Ghost? Does the Holy Ghost approve what you are doing? Your secret life is it being approved by the Holy Ghost. Your private life, that life that you don't want your husband to know about, that life that you don't want your wife to know about, that life that you don't want your deacons to know about, that life that you are trying to hide from your pastor, are you with Christ in that life? If you realize that you are not with him, it's never too late, my brother. Just make a U-turn. Like what? Joseph and Mary did. They couldn't progress without him. They couldn't go along without him. No matter they were 
they were, they were called his father and mother. But as they realized that Christ was not there, rather they humbled themselves. They went back to Jerusalem. And I believe along the way, they were asking people they would meet, have you seen him along the way? Is he coming there? Did you see this small guy coming? The boy called Christ. Why can't you do the same, my brother, my sister? You might not be acquainted to this message. But you've got old timers. They've got men of God. God gave you the pastor. He gave you tickles. He gave you friends in the message. Why can't you ask before you make a decision? Why can't you kneel down and pray before you make a decision? Why can't you ask God about what you are going to put on? Why can't you ask him about what you are going to say before you answer? Why can't you ask him? Oh, my Lord, is this the right answer? answer not going to offend him. Is it not going to offend him? Is it not going to offend the church? Hallelujah. Don't do anything without him, my brother. Don't do anything without him, my, my sister. You just waste your time. As soon as you realize he is not there, leave everything there. The prodigal son, he left that, the pigsty there. He left the food that he used to eat there. He left everything that he, he, he thought important there. He left his way. He went back to, to his father's house. There is still a room, my brother. He is calling, come home, come home. Oh, my brother, my sister, come home. He is waiting for you, my sister. He is waiting for you, my brother. Hallelujah. He is just waiting. The Holy Ghost. He knows that you are you are no longer walking alongside with him. So he's just waiting for you. Hallelujah. Amen. And you know in your heart at least when something somewhere is not right. No matter how small it is, my brother. Remember it starts as a small thing. And it grows. Life even life begins as a small thing. And it grows. The more you feed it, the more it grows. Even that small sin, the more you feed it, the more you grow, it grows. The more you justify it, the more it grows. And one day, it will overgrow you. It will overgrow you. And you won't help it. Hallelujah. So let make, make a U-turn. No, never let God have anything against you in your life. Go back to your first love. Remember the zeal you had when you were converted. You used to testify. But you are no longer testifying. Remember there are sins of commission. There are sins of commission. And there are sins of omission. It might not be that you are committing sins. But maybe you are omitting something. And those things that you are omitting. God is not happy with that. You need to check your life. If you stop testifying. If you stop living a holy life. You are sinning before God. Maybe have stopped 
showing love or giving. You giving your paying your tithes. You, you have stopped uh, giving your love offerings. All those things that you have omit you are omitting to do. They might be small in your eyes. But remember before the Lord. They are not small. God wants you to the line. He wants you to lead a blameless life. He says, be you perfect. As your father in heaven is perfect. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? There is nothing hard for him. Just bring your life before him. Make everything transparent before him. Lay your life before him. Don't be like Adam and Eve that day. When they were in the wrong, they went to hide and they were hiding before the Lord and maybe tonight you might be saying nobody knows about my private life nobody knows about my sins or about my habits remember that small act that you are starting if you continue doing it it will end up being a habit my brother the Lord is saying quit quit that habit come back to me my son come back to me my daughter don't hide before him like Adam and Eve did but God God was caring even as he is caring tonight he took a trip into the garden of Eden trying to find his fallen brother son and son and daughter and he started calling out for them Adam, Adam where art thou Adam, Adam where art thou and maybe tonight the message is calling for you brother, brother where art thou sister, sister where art thou and he's seeing you are hiding but he's just asking you to come to the open rush to the pastor rush to him and make your life right if it means you must go and see him go and see him my brother redeem your life that's why God is showing you where you have gone wrong or maybe you are starting to take the wrong way my brother never say I've gone too far to return there is still enough grace on Calvary tonight make a U-turn quit your ways do his perfect will never take his permissive will in that permissive will there is a price to pay hallelujah the prodigal son when he went back his father accepted him he was afraid of a lot of things but remember when he came to his father his father knew what he had been through so he never asked him why you did why did you do this why did you do that he knew it was he was a son he knew it was his age that had caused him to take the wrong choice but he, he had made the, wrong, the, the right choice by coming back to him so he didn't ask a lot of things he just asked the servants to bring him some 
clean clothes. Washed him and dressed in new clean clothes. Even the Lord tonight is also waiting for you to come back to him. He won't ask you a lot of things. He's just waiting for you to come back to him. In closing, I'll tell you a story of the dark. There was a young man. He was always a failure in life. So he tried target shooting. The more he tried to shoot on a target, he missed the target. And his mother, their father was late, had passed away. So he had a a duck and some few chicks. She had a a duck and some few chicks. And when they find some difficulties, they would sell one of them to buy whatever they wanted. And one day they were left with uh, just one duck and one chickling. And this boy is trying to make some targets. He went out there trying to put a target and shoot on it. And he, and he kept missing. So when he was going back home, he thought no one was seeing him. That mother's duck was approaching, was just feeding, eating some locusts in, in, the, in the bush. So he took his sling and said, No, I just want to see how, how far I'm going to miss this, this, the, the head of this duck. He says, I always miss. So I want to check how far I'm going to miss the head of this duck. He took his catapult. Took a stone, aimed on the, at the head of the, the duck. In as much as he thought he was going to miss it, he just hit straight on the head. And that duck died. And that boy, he panicked. He didn't mean to do that. Sometimes when you sin, you'll be trying to find how far you can travel from sin. But remember, God will be watching. And you try to see how far you are going to, I mean, to, to part yourself from sin. Maybe you fall into sin. Maybe you see some woman somewhere in the streets there. And you just want to test your, 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 your power of, of coming in you. Then you just draw close to that woman. Thinking that you overcome her. And somehow you fall. But remember there is an eye that is watching you. And that, there, is a, there was an eye watching this man, this boy. His mother somewhere. Because he was concerned about the life of this boy. Wherever he would go, he was watch, she was watching. And he, as he hit the head of that that, that, that duck, he, he panicked. He said, oh, I must hide. I must dig and bury this duck. So, but no, no one knows that I am the one who is responsible for this. Never hide your sin, my brother, my sister. Never hide your, shortfall, your shortcomings or your shortfalls. Then he, he dug a hole. 
took that duck and buried it. And he thought it was all over. Nobody would know about it. Sometimes that is what we do. We do something wrong. We hide it, we cover it. And we say no one is going to know about it. But remember there is an eye that is always watching you. There is a God who watches over the affairs of men because he is a caring God. And now when he was just finishing up Bearing that duck, his sister was coming from the well and just saw him finishing up bearing. And there was a feather there of the duck which was yet unburied. And oh, she saw it. And she said, Oh, Johnny, what is it that you are doing here? And Johnny panicked. He said, Oh, Rose. What, oh Rose, please don't report me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see how, my, how far I would miss the head of the duck. But you see, I, I, I hit the duck. And now it's dead. And I just buried it there. And, 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 and Mary said, Rose or Rose, or whatever you say, said, no, you must as well as bury this feather. Because if they see this feather, it will be an evidence. An evidence that you, you, you did something wrong here. Sometimes the devil helps you hide every evidence. Hallelujah. A friend who helps you hide every evidence of the wrong that you have done is not a right friend. Hallelujah. Then they went home. Mother assumed as if she saw nothing, but she saw everything. And then one day, just the following morning, sorry, I'm just going to close. Then the mother said, hey, there is a missing duck here. The duck is missing. Now there is someone out there. We don't have millimil. We don't have food. We don't have millimil, yeah. So we must sell this this, this this chick now. But look, if we sell this chick, there's no more duck now to bring out the, 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 the chicks to lay the, 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 the eggs. So where is that duck? We can't find the duckest. Where is it? She asked Johnny, Johnny, did you see the duckest? And uh, Johnny said, oh, mom, I, I, I never saw it. And then... Mommy called called uh, Mary or Rose. Umama Abizu Rose said, Oh Rosie, did you see that the darkest? What is Rosie Ubonile na it? Rose said, No, Mom, I, I I never saw it. What are Bonanga Nami Mama? And then things started happening. You see, Mary wanted to capitalize on John's mistake. Or Rose wanted to capitalize on, on John's mistake. Then they, they agreed, they all knew that the duck was, was missing. Now Mary, when mother would give her some duties to do at home, she would John, she would say, hey, mother would say, Mary, I want you to dig the garden, I mean to dig the garden, water the vegetables, clean the yard, and prepare supper. Then Mary would complain. But you are, you are not giving Johnny what he must do. And mother would maybe give John just a small job to do. And Mary would come to John. John, 
I want you to go and water the garden. Weed the vegetables. Prepare the supper, do the washing, the laundry, everything. Then John would say, Ah, no, I can't do that. You know, mommy gave that job to you. And Mary would say, Hey, Johnny. Johnny. Remember the dark. If you won't do it, I'm going to tell mommy about it. And it made Johnny Rose's slave. That thing that you are hiding, my friend, whoever is an accomplice in that sin, or even the devil himself, will make you a slave because of that sin that you are hiding. And he is helping you cover it. He is helping you cover all the evidence so that you continue using you as a slave. And the more you hide it, the more the devil is going to use you. And Rose kept on using that, 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 that journey until one day it was too much for him. Let this be the day for you, my brother and sister. When you feel no, it's too much of this dirty habit. It's too much of this sinful private life. I must call, I must quit it. Then he went, he said, no, Joy, no, no, Mary, I'm not going to do that. I will not do it. And she said, I'm going to report you to mommy. And he said, before you get to mommy, I will be there first. And then he rushed to his mommy. Something was yelling in him. I must just own up. I must just go and admit that I lied to mommy. It's me who killed that dog. Then he went to mommy. He said, oh, mommy, I'm sorry for what for the lie that I told you. You know, mommy, I was always a failure in life. So I wanted to try and find out how far I was going to miss that target. I had missed a bottle which I was trying to shoot, the bottleneck which I was trying to shoot. So on my way back, I was so discouraged. When I saw the dark, I just wanted to find out how much I was going to miss it. And unknown to me, I I hit the head and the duck died. And I'll, come, I'll show you where I hid it. And he, tried, he started crying. He was convicted. Something was, was telling him that he must make right. He was tired of being used as a slave. The devil was taking advantage of that and confessed the sin. One unconfessed the sin in your life will make you go to another one. Will make you do another one. Because the devil knows you won't be able to admit or to confess your sin. And then Mama said, No, Mama, what? No, Johnny. No, Johnny. I knew it's you who hit the head of that target. I was just, just waiting for you, my son, to come back. That's why I gave too much work to your sister. I knew that in trying to protect you, she would use you. No wonder why God lets the devil toss you around in sin. Because he knows one day you'll be fed up. You will admit Remember godly sorrow. Amen. Godly sorrow. Wicked repentance. And some of the affliction that you are 
going through. God wants you to realize where you have gone wrong. God wants you to see where you left him. That you are no longer walking with him. Now my brother, my sister, as soon as you realize that you left him somewhere, rush Go back there. He's still waiting for you. Like I said, it's never too late. He's still there waiting. It was never too late. Even after three days, the boy Jesus Christ was still waiting for them in the temple. May God bless you. As I call upon the pastor, Amen. Hallelujah. God is still waiting. God is still waiting, my brother. He is calling. Come home, come home. Even as he called to Adam and Eve. Adam, Adam, where art thou? He is also calling. My brother, my sister, where art thou? As the pastor comes along. Maybe the song leader is taking us in a song. May the good Lord bless you. Remember, it's never too late. He is waiting for you. Where you left him exactly, that is where he is. May God richly bless you. I've realized one thing. 
Bonite Yoto. As days go by, Umin to we Kubega. The devil is turning us into the academics of the message. Satano sends a fundi some lies. Will we know a bunch of quotations? Naposas connect all the Kapuno, but without the life of quotations. Koto Sinena, you believe Kapuno. And the prophet, he, he saw this as well. Um, prophet, what born and I look the message is the blushing prophet. Lies when the blushing prophet. He says, When we have our heads about, is there someone here that would like to say with an uplifted hand to God? Then let us say, I'm ashamed of my life. I'm ashamed of my life. I want to confess my wrongs before God and ask for mercy. Raise your hand to God. And he keeps on saying, God bless you. And as they are raising their hands, God bless those that are raising in the building. Is many of you here? Who have professed Christianity for a long time. And know that you have failed to toe the line with God. Know that you are doing things right now. Know that you are doing things right now. That you ought not to do. And you are going and confessing them. Just loosely floating along with the tide. Looking at the kind of problems you should not look at. Looking at the kind of magazines and reading literature that you should not read. That's not becoming of Christians listen to the jokes of foul and dead. You know we shouldn't do that. Both men and women. You know places where you could have spoken. And you did not do it. You are guilty of the sin of omission. I wonder if you would raise your hand to Christ to have mercy on you and forgive you and raising your hand. I hope the hands have gone up in the building. Brother Brennan says, I missed many opportunities of because of pity. Things. I'm ashamed of myself as a gospel minister before you. I repent before God and ask God for to forgive me. Uh, that is what the prophet was saying. And he says we are all guilty. I don't know how many can say, Savior, Savior. Never be too holy to repent. Prophet is the 
without music, without music.
all over the building. Let's sing it again without music. the last time with only piano only piano thank you He can forgive every sin. Brother Brenham says he can meet a disparate heart. Heaven is real, friends. Hell is real, friends. And your decision is real as well. Let's harm it again. as you are harming it. God is listening to you. Let's harm it again.
Christ. Then you would want to join me in this prayer. And just repeat after me. How many believe that God can just speak? Unless there is a reason why he speaks. You know, I, I want to say this to you, brethren. The devil likes to make us to be complacent. Take things easy. In a war zone, you don't take things easy. Because one mistake, too early or too late, it will definitely make the devil to take you out. When we are praying, maybe you can repeat after me. Lord Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus Christ, as I'm standing in your presence, as I'm standing in your presence, you know me better than anybody else. You know my struggles. You know my imperfections. You know my desires. But despite all. I believe you still love me. As I'm standing here, I've had your weight being preached. And as your weight was being preached, I searched in my heart. And like David of the old, I say, if there is anything even in my heart, Lord, take it out. My greatest desire is not to disappoint you. My greatest desire is to make it into the rapture. And the devil, no matter what he does, he will never make me fail. Because I will always call back to you. Receive me, Lord Jesus. Forgive my imperfections. Help me with my struggles. No matter what, never make me give up. Each day let me fight like a soldier and back me up as a captain. And one day, when all is said and done, I want to hear you say, Welcome home, my faithful servant. That is our desire. Let's 
Lord, we come before thee. Father, you've had your way to mighty God. You descended once more, Heavenly Father, this evening in simplicity, Lord. You spoke to our hearts, Heavenly Father. You reminds us, Heavenly Father, that there was a man in the mind of mighty God by the name of Samson, Heavenly Father. The message of the hour teaches that he was born for a people's enemy, Father. Come and destroy the enemy, Almighty God. Heavenly Father, one of the other days, Almighty Jesus, and we see him, Heavenly Father, surrender to the David, Heavenly Father. He was nothing, Heavenly Father, but a joke of the enemy, Almighty God. The enemy was so cruel to him, Heavenly Father, that he broke his eyes, Heavenly Father. Made him, Heavenly Father, to dance, Heavenly Father. He made him to be a joke in front of children, Almighty God. Oh, Heavenly Father, the message of the hours is Almighty God. It wasn't you that failed, Heavenly Father, but this was your servant that disappointed, Almighty God. Heavenly Father, but he had some time, Almighty God. Heavenly Father, to think through, Heavenly Father, what happened on his life. He had time, Heavenly Father, to repent it down in his heart, Almighty God. He never spoke to anyone, Heavenly Father, but Almighty God, he had a touch with you, the Master, Heavenly Father. So Almighty God, he said in his way to Almighty God, once more, Heavenly Father, he wanted to avenge the enemy, Heavenly Father. And we know, Almighty God, that you didn't disappoint when you saw his heart that he repented, Heavenly Father, and you came and gave him the power, Almighty God, that he may avenge the enemy, Almighty Jesus. Heavenly Father, even this evening, Almighty God, we come before Thee, Heavenly Father. So we know as Heavenly Father, we know, Heavenly Father, where we wronged you, Heavenly Father. So forgive us once more this evening, Lord. And Heavenly Father, give us strength, Heavenly Father, to be able to continue with this journey, Heavenly Father. So give us the power, Heavenly Father, and strength, Almighty God, to be able, Heavenly Father, Almighty Jesus, that to be able to do your way, Almighty God. Bless our pastor here, Heavenly Father. Bless Brother Allen, Nassim, Heavenly Father. As you spoke to him, through him, Heavenly Father, this evening, Almighty God, may you restore the virtue, Heavenly Father, that went out of him. Bless him and his family once more, Heavenly Father. We pray, Heavenly Father, if there is anyone that came here being sick, Heavenly Father, we know that we have already healed, Heavenly Father, by thy stripes. Heavenly Father, is anyone, Heavenly Father, sick, thee, Almighty God? Also, we say, you know that you are the same yesterday, you are still the same here, even tonight. Bless us, Heavenly Father. As we are going to depart to this place, Almighty God, you know, Heavenly Father, we are asking for a traveling mercy, that until we meet at the appointed time, Heavenly Father, may you bless each and every soul, bless and each and every one of In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray, and all the church shall say,
Read those spoken words. Listen to those things. Read that Bible. You will never go wrong. God bless you richly. Amazing grace, how sweet. 